Alright, welcome to Disney Minus, the Disney movie podcast where we are watching basically everything on Disney Plus over the course of a million years. I'm Steven, and I have hit exactly one deer while driving. I'm Cat. I'm Nero. Oh. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> I'm Nero, and no matter what I do, I can't stop hitting deer. Except <laughs> I hate deer. I love it. <laughs> I'm Cad, and I thought I was the only one that used antlers for interior decoration. We watched the uh, 2007 film, The Street no, Story. 2007? Was it 2007? Uh, 1999. It was like 19... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. you, 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 were, you were close. I, I thought that would be more recent in David Lynch's career, but I guess not. No. Uh, you know... Yeah, so this is a David Lynch film uh, produced for Disney, d- d- distributed by Disney. And, you know, in my notes, I immediately noted uh, how fucking weird it is to read the words uh, Walt Disney Pictures presents a David Lynch film. Right. I did keep wanting to say it was John Carroll Lynch, which is a totally different dude. Like, I haven't, uh, you know, I, I count myself as a fan of David Lynch, despite. Only ever seeing Twin Peaks among his uh, his body of work, I never actually watched any of his other movies. But I know enough to know that the this one is a bit uh, toned down. I will not say it is not entirely unlynchian. It is just not as heightened as uh, most of his other work. I was just saying that one thing I saw that I didn't know, that this is apparently the only film that David Lynch has directed that he didn't write. Interesting. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, most of the trivia I found out about this movie was more about the production and the release, not so much about the movie itself. Mostly because it's just not a very well-known movie. Yeah, it's just sad. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, pretty pretty obscure in terms of, of Disney films. Well, I mean, they only released it. Disney only released it in in 186 theaters. They only did it in North America and Australia, I think. Yep, North America uh, and Australia. I mean, I thought it was pretty good overall. So that kind of sucks. John that got such limited release. and Mary Sweeney. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I, uh, I, it's a movie that's like I liked and I quite respect. And it's, I'm not entirely sure I need to watch it again because yeah. like it, it's not really a movie you just put on. No, unless you like need background noise to fall asleep to. Yeah, it's definitely one of those ones that if you're going to be watching it, you got to be in the mood for. So looking at the uh, the writers here, one of them is Mary Sweeney. Oh, okay. Who is a frequent collaborator with David Lynch, uh, usually in a production role, not in a, in a, in a writing role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, John Roach, this is his only writing credit. The only other credit he has on IMDb is as a host on something called Wisconsin Self-Reflections. Don't know what that is. Which I can only assume is some kind of Midwestern talk show. Huh. Um, so that's that's what we're working with here. I did like that Sissy Spacek was in it. Yeah. Yes. I'm a, I'm a fan of the original Spacek, yeah, Carrie, so... <laughs> To talk about uh, the the cast here a little bit, there are a couple of, of standouts. Uh, so we got we got uh, Richard Farnsworth as, as the lead. Um, we have we have Sissy Spacek obviously as as his daughter Rose, uh, who's who's in it for a, a good bit. We have uh, another frequent David Lynch collaborator, uh, 
the late Harry Dean Stanton. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, the, at the very end is his brother Lyle. Yep. He, doesn't he get like second billing in the credits despite appearing in literally less than five minutes of the film? I think yeah, so. I think so. Oh, funny. I didn't know that was him in the Avengers. And then uh, you got Everett McGill, who uh, it plays the, the 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 John Deere dealer he up- buys his upgraded tractor from. Uh, and Everett McGill, of course, more well known to me anyway as Big Ed from Twin Peaks. Ah, okay. It's been a while since I've seen Twin Peaks. It's I, uh, been it however old I am. It, uh, it. it held up. It uh, Twin Peaks is good, and also season three is also good. <laughs> and in a very, di- but in a very different way. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, this movie is just full of like character actors and people who definitely look like they're from uh, Wisconsin and or Iowa. I mean, know your casting. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess we just get started on on this on this recap here because it's it's not exactly basically what this movie is 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 kind of a a series of vignettes and and character interactions uh, framed around this guy uh, traveling from Iowa to uh, Wisconsin uh, on this riding mower. Yeah. It really is like a little slice of life movie. Like there's there is an overall plot, but it's not like the usual where it's like this big setup and then big dramatic conflict. It's just he's going to go see his brother. Yeah. And and like, uh, oh, I should also say another another David, uh, frequent David Lynch composer on this movie, Angelo Badalamenti, uh, who was the composer for Twin Peaks. So in other words, this whole movie is just Nero fangirling over Twin Peaks. I like Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is a very good show, and I would highly recommend it. I'm not ripping on you. Oh, yeah, as soon as, soon as I heard the, the song that played over the credits, I was like, this sounds like Angelo Badalamenti music. And then his name popped up like two seconds later, and I said, ah, I knew it. Aha. <laughs> uh, but the rest of this uh, soundtrack is way more, you know, they got a lot of guitars and, and twangs and whatnot, because this is, this is a movie about the Midwest. Um... And, you know, we, we kind of open here with a pan over this town of Lawrence. And I think immediately I, I began to see a bit of the, like, Lynch in this. There are a lot of very long, lingering shots of people just kind of doing things or even just walking off screen to do something and the camera still stays there. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of, like slow movements around corners that even though I know that this is not a horror movie still like put me <laughs> on edge for some reason he uh he there there are a lot of his his trademarks here and there's another one later uh that we'll get to a certain like most of the cast of this film is like fairly normal uh people there is one character however who is like a like a big uh like a very a very fun David Lynch character who pops up for one scene. See, so yeah, like we get we get a, we get an opening. We we we're seeing this house. Uh, there's a there's a lady sunbathing out in the in the front eating uh, donuts and French fries. I think I'm pretty sure I saw like one of those uh, snowball cupcakes too. Yeah, and then and then uh, <laughs> you know then we hear somebody fall in 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 this yeah. house here. We just hear a thump. Uh, but she doesn't hear that because she's getting a refill on her donuts. Which, yeah, no, the, the dialogue in this movie ends up being real dang good because this opening scene is actually a really good example of it. 
so yeah, like we the, the dialogue is also extremely lengthy. And uh, speaking of that, where you know we we got like I, it's hard to explain the like line reads he likes from his actors, and I know he's very particular about that. He is not someone who necessarily cares about sounding natural. What he wants is more of a like he wants the emotions of the scene reflected in the dialogue less than he wants realistic sounding dialogue. Yeah. And so he is often, you know, he's often said, he, he, he's very, he's very finicky about, about that kind of stuff. But yeah, we, so the, it immediately starts here when we get the, uh, the, these old fogies coming out of the hardware store, I guess. I don't really know where they are. Um, it's either a hardware. I don't know. It was a bar. I heard it was I, a I'm bar. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I think it's a bar. And he's like, they're like, ah, where's where's Alvin? He's late. I, I guess I'll go check on him. Um, so this guy wanders over there, finds Alvin, uh, this, this old ass man, you know, on his back. He fell <laughs> over. Uh, and this guy's like, oh, geez, Alvin, what, what is he doing? What, what are you doing here, you dummy? Um, underreacting. And then uh, his daughter Rose comes in and starts overreacting. And so we got we just we just get this like scene of Alvin of Alvin saying you don't don't call nine one one I'll I'll just get up uh, eventually here. Uh, I'm fine. Somewhere in here, Rose does say, uh, or was it, is it Rose or Dorothy who says what is the number for nine one one? I think it's Dorothy. That's, who says, what yeah, is that's the Dorothy. Nine one one. Who is the 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 woman who is sunbathing? One thing I also want to point uh, out just real quick, just kind of like as a extra props to just how the acting in this movie was handled as Richard Farnsworth, who did Alvin really was half blind and half paralyzed while he was filming this movie. So like none of that is faked or anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. He's, he's he, his movement is very convincing. Um, On kind of a downer. Yeah, he was, um, I think, go ahead. Yeah, he was, um, I think I'm pretty sure you're about to read off the same bit of trivia I was looking at, but, I think the IMDb trivia said that he was like suffering from bone cancer like the entire time they were filming. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, very painful and terminal bone cancer. So he actually wound up committing suicide shortly after this film because he didn't want to go through all of that. Yeah, this movie is about like uh, the little bit like the ravages of age and all of that. So yeah, yeah. So they uh they 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 get him up off the floor. And and Rose like you need to go to the doctor. Uh, and of course Alvin is a is your is your average like stubborn old coot who's like I don't want to go to the doctor. I'm fine. Uh, Says every old person does, ever. It doesn't matter I mean... that I just exploded my hips into dust. <laughs> um, but she eventually convinces him to like just just go to the doctor. Um, and they get driven there by Bud who has an interesting uh style of driving he i don't yeah i don't think you're supposed to do that to your transmission um i think he might need to relearn what the all of the things do in his car but he gets them there eventually um and this is you know he's in the he's in the waiting room here and this nurse comes in to like see him, and and the, this is an extremely Lynch line of this nurse just walking in and say, "Hello, uh, I'll need you to take off all your clothes and put this on." As she holds up a, a hospital gown. Um, yeah. And he's just like, "I, I, I want to see the doctor." 
So she just walks out and goes to get the doctor. She's like, all right, fine. Yep. Uh, and this, you know, we, we, we get a quick conversation between uh, Rose and, and this nurse where she's talking about her birdhouses. And at this point, it's fairly clear that Rose has has some has some sort of you know uh, mental disability or whatever. But she seems to be doing just fine. Um, Sissy Spacek is, is doing quite a good job here. Yeah, very good acting. The doctor walks in and just sort of lists all of the shit that's wrong with Alvin. <laughs> He's like, well, um, you smoke, your diet isn't good. Uh, you're definitely going to get, like, turbo lung cancer. Uh, you, got, you, got, you got issues with your legs and your hips. Uh, you're going to need a walker. And Alvin's like, no, I don't. Uh, and he's like, fine, walk with two canes, asshole. Just the look on this doctor's face, because everything he suggests, Alvin's saying no, and you he, can just read it on his yeah, face. It's like, then why am I here? Why, why are you bothering Yeah, he's just so mad. Uh, he does at one point say diabetes. Um, <laughs> I did note that. He definitely says it diabetes, not diabetes. Incredible. Very good. Uh, from 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 the Wilford Brimley School of Acting. And then, yeah, so he's he, basically, he, Alvin, like, <laughs> manages to... He, the doctor's like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, you can... If you don't want surgery, I guess I can't make you get it. Eh. But, like, it's not looking good for you, my man, if you don't. So he goes home. I don't know what you're talking about. He told, he told Alvin he was going to live to be 100. He's fine. That's right. Uh, of course, I, how could I forget? Because, yeah, Alvin goes home and says, he's like, well, what did the doctor say? And he's like, well, he, he said I'd live till 100. <laughs> okay. All right. 100 what, exactly? Um, <laughs> 100 um, weeks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, there was a funny cut here where, where the, the doctor was like, listen, if you don't make some changes quickly, there are going to be serious consequences. Talking about his smoking and whatnot. And it immediately cuts to Alvin lighting up a big fat cigar. Yeah. Because, yeah, not only does Alvin smoke constantly, he smokes cigars, which is way worse. Right. On the other hand, though, if I'm that old and, you know, that much beat up already, I'm probably not going to give much of a shit anyway. Yeah. Why not not smoke a few stogies? (laughs) Goodness. Um, So... Yeah, and and, the, and you know they're they're just hanging out and uh, looking at. I think they're watching a thunderstorm, which I I also quite like lightning storms. I think they're very pretty. Now nah, I'm I'm good. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the the phone rings and Rose gets up to talk and uh, it turns out Alvin's estranged brother has had a stroke, as brother Lyle. And this is kind of the like inciting incident here because the uh, was something. We never learn what was said, but the last time they talked, it didn't go well, and they both swore never to speak to each other again. Yeah, it's been, I think Rose said, like, 12 years or something, did I hear right? Something like Ten that. years, I believe. Um, and and so, yeah, but, but, you know, now that it's been that long, Lyle's had a stroke, he's clearly, like, going out. Alvin thinks it might be time to reconcile uh and he's he decides he's gonna drive out there uh problem he does not 
have a car or a driver's license. But he does have a, a lawnmower. Shitty old riding mower. That's right. A riding mower that he spends a good literally <laughs> when we first see it. It's him spending all day trying to get it to start and then yeah, not being oh my able God. to mow the lawn. He starts having to fiddle with the engine and shit, and it's like, oh, I guess we can't mow the lawn today because yeah. the, the clouds have rolled over. Like, this thing is not exactly sturdy. It looks like it's older than Alvin. So this, uh, you know, and obviously, so when he tells Rose that about this is his plan, <laughs> of course she's like, no. <laughs> What? You are not Dad, no. You are don't. not dr- You are not driving to Wisconsin on a goddamn riding mower. Like okay, first of all, absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> Second of all, smack. Like, yeah, it's just like you just get someone else to drive you there. I don't but, you know, he is very stubborn and won't be dissuaded. He wants he, this is the whole thing is like, he wants to do it the way he wants to. Uh, Which, all right, sure. And uh, he, uh, so Rose is like, fine, whatever. Uh, and so they, uh, he gets to work modifying this goddamn riding mower. And uh, Rose goes to the grocery store to buy some supplies, which uh, appears to be uh, just a gigantic amount of weenies. Yeah, oh my god. You know, there was that recent study uh, about how every hot dog you eat takes 35 minutes off your life. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> well, maybe Alvin could have lived to 100 if he didn't eat if he ate anything but this. His entire diet, at least for this movie, appears to be <laughs> saw the weenies. I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. I swear to yep. God, because it does seem like that's all he's pl- uh, planning on eating that whole At trip. least on the road, that's all he eats. You know, roses over the fire, just eating it raw. Like, Ugh. good Lord. Uh, but yeah, well, she she's getting into this conversation with this, this, uh, this cashier, and she's talking about parties. Like, you must be buying a party. And like, oh, yeah, I like it. And, and, and Rose is like, not really falling. Like, oh, yeah, I like parties. And this is where the first instance of wisconsin i hear that's a real party state comes up which is a really i it's very funny i don't know where people keep getting this idea but yeah it comes i've up never heard several this. times it comes up several times listeners movie. if listeners if any of y'all live in wisconsin please confirm or deny because i've never heard this about wisconsin is it a real party state is wisconsin popping i've never gotten the <laughs> i've never gotten the sense that wisconsin is in any way popping no but this 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 cashier at this grocery store certainly seems to think so. Um, and then and then we see Alvin at the hardware store where he bullies this man into selling him his grabber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my uh, only note for this scene is just: you ever force your friend to sell you his grabber? Oh, jeez, Alvin. It's <laughs> like it's like all this guy says like ah oh jeez oh, and I mean I, 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 it'll take me months to get get this on order, and he's just like five dollars. Yeah, that shit. sounds fair. Oh, well, um, how about ten? And uh, so he gets the grabber, <laughs> and yeah, like we get uh, so yeah we see him fucking strapping a goddamn trailer to this riding mower. God. Which, that's not 
refrigerated. So no, no, it sure isn't, is it? What is the state of the weenies? <laughs> what are we? Uh... <laughs> Cat. No, that. for once that wasn't something dirty. I was just thinking that sounds like an indie rock band album. State of the yeah, weenies. What is the state? <laughs> State of the Weenies. That's fair. It's like a a Blink-182 enema of the state. Every now and then, Steven, I can manage to not be dirty-minded. Was enema of the state Sum 41 or Blink-182? I forget. I want to say Blink-182. That sounds like Blink-182. Yeah. So, yeah, these these fucking hot dogs are getting more and more dubious uh, the longer we we get into this movie. To be fair, hot dogs are already dubious. No, yeah, they start. They don't. They aren't starting from a good place. They just keep getting worse. Yeah, and it is at this point that I will remind you that this trip takes six fucking weeks. So, yep. Uh, hopefully, he bought some fresh ones because I, I, I have gotta a think. Those would... I mean, he does have a trailer with him, so maybe he's got like a nice chest or a cooler in the back. I didn't see maybe. any. I, I hope. I hope he does because we, we gotta. We think you gotta keep those weenies somewhere that they won't like immediately go bad. Yeah. You just uh, when, you know, driving... oh. Yeah, so with this, you know, they're uh they're looking up at the stars, I believe, and you know, they're, they're, there's uh they're talking about the old green elevator. Another thing that Lynch really loves, which I notice here is like, you know, we got this like shot of this gigantic green elevator doing its thing. He he loves just like sort of shots of industrial machinery at night just sort of doing shit. And sometimes he uses it to, to set like a, you know, like a like an oppressive mood or whatever. But you know, this time it's just uh, the harvest is almost here, I guess. Uh, at some point here, we see Rose looking at a boy out on the street playing with a ball and looking sad. We'll learn about why that is later. Yeah, I was gonna say, given what we find out later on in the movie, I wonder if this was actually happening or more just her thinking about the thing yeah. we'll learn later on. So. The, he's he gets on the road. He he drives out down the main the main street, and everyone is like, "Alvin, you were one crazy motherfucker for doing this." <laughs> well, all right, <laughs> all um, of his friends gather in the street to try and talk him out of it. Yeah, as he walking alongside him because yeah, because he's driving a goddamn riding lawnmower, so they are walking alongside him. Um, and yeah, they're like, he's not gonna make it past the first town. He's not gonna make it past the grotto. Which what's the grotto? They mentioned this a few times. Like it's wow, just a town. It's just a town that's near them. Uh, it's just called the grotto, I guess. Like it's a it's a small town. Um, so he's driving on the highway. His hat gets knocked off by a truck <laughs> passing by. Uh, he's sna- He's already he's already cracking into the fucking sausages back there. He's he's he's, he's chomping on one. But it doesn't take very long for his old ass riding mower to break down um because it is is an ancient piece of machinery that he has strapped a trailer to i'm sure this is not a metaphor for anything (laughs) no uh there is no metaphor the 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 mower and alvin have no thematic relation you shut the your goddamn mouth (laughs) i themes aren't real and no, it's uh, fake. if you do claim that they are real it's witchcraft you feel that an arrow <laughs> fire scares me and i don't understand it oh man anyway <laughs> what's that theory uh, what's that saying eighth grade book reports or something yes 
Yeah, famously, the the, the people who wrote uh, Game of Thrones said themes are for eighth grade book reports. Oh my god. They're very rich. Anyway, yeah, so he gets uh, picked up by this bus full of retirees. The, uh, the <laughs> sun, there's like this, these like sunshine tours. Um, Lady taking and, a picture of him and a picture of the mower. Yeah, just like just just. I mean, you know, it's Iowa. What is there to look at? Corn? It's nothing. <laughs> there, corn. Just that. Take like just literally just corn. Maybe cow. Uh, well, which I. Maybe some cats, which I will say though, uh, the, the 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 way they shoot the Midwest is very beautiful in this movie. Um, Iowa looks great. I assume they actually filmed in Iowa for this, and not like yes, I don't, um, this doesn't look like Vancouver to me. No, no, no. I saw <laughs> one of the IMDb trivia bits says like they followed his actual or the original guy's actual route. Oh yeah, I should say this is this is supposedly based on like a true story. I don't know how how much of it is like entirely accurate i don't know if this guy actually did write a lion uh, a fucking lawnmower all the way there but if he did he he did there are pictures of that um i was i got it in my head to try and see what rose is up to now because the real guy died like around the time the movie came out i think uh-huh. but i couldn't find anything on rose so i'm thinking maybe they made her up whole cloth yeah i mean movie. i feel like a lot of the surrounding plot was uh, a fiction but the central yeah, it, idea of guy rode on a lawnmower a really long way is 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 true yeah it the presentation has a very like odyssey like feel to it because it's a lot of he's on the trip and things happen yeah and so he uh comes back they 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 they, he's back in town they they give him a ride on a flatbed in the grotto uh and everyone is like like yeah he didn't make it past the grotto so then we see we see uh, Rose and Dorothy hanging out, and Alvin walks in with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy's like, "What's he doing with that?" And then he sh- <laughs> he blows up the riding lawnmower. He yeah, this thing it. explodes! Holy shit! He's fucking mad at this. Shit. He just <laughs> blows it up. And then we see him going to the John Deere dealership. This is where Everett McGill pops up, Big Ed himself. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, I remember selling you that that uh, at, a, at a Red's lawnmower. Uh, lo- looking to trade it in, and Alvin says, nope. No, not a trade-in. <laughs> uh, and so he, he shows him this, this old John Deere riding lawnmower, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got this thing. You know, it's, 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 uh, he gives him all the specs. Um... And he says, like, uh, well, at some point, Tom, this 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 dealer, this dealer also says, uh, he's like, you know, I always thought you were a smart man, Alvin. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then Tom says, until now. <laughs> I know, I love it. Because you're riding from Iowa to fucking Wisconsin in a riding lawnmower. Um, and so Alvin's like, well, I got $375. And Tom's like, yeah, that's amenable to me. Uh, and, and, and Alvin's like, well... I always like to know the man who used to own the machine and, and, and see what its merit is. And Tom's like, well, I used to own this thing. So, uh, and, and Alvin's like, well, that's good enough for me. So he's back on the road. He he once again attaches the uh, the trailer to this and, and gets gets back on. He, he manages to not lose his hat. Uh, yeah, almost exactly mirroring the previous scene, except that he like puts it lower. 
but he's more prepared now. Uh, and he he's driving down. We see a young girl hitchhiking, and he we he passes by her, and she just looks exceedingly confused. <laughs> I mean, in fairness. Yeah, I would also look very confused if an old ass man uh, riding a fucking lawnmower down the highway, hauling a gigantic trailer uh, full of weenies and shit, was was like passed me by and, and gave me a friendly wave. So yeah, but he uh, he's at camp. Uh, he he like we see him pull out into a field, and we learn what the grabber is for. The grabber is for uh, getting firewood. Right. Okay. Yeah. And we kind of just, uh, this this lady walks up uh, to join him at camp. She just stomps up, I couldn't get a ride. Yeah, she, you know, <laughs> it's very frustrating when you can't get a ride. And, and I was like, well, how about you, you know, I got weenies, you want to sit down and have a, a meal? <laughs> and so they just they just kind of sit there for a bit. And this is another thing I very much like about Lynch. You know, he's he often makes very strange, dream-like movies, uh that are often also horror movies because lots of unsettling shit happens. But I, one thing he's very good at is, is capturing the like awkwardness of human conversation, uh, which I quite like because that's that that like that uh, plays out here yeah. as this lady begins to open up and, and tell him her, her story. Uh, you know, we we learn like yeah, she's pregnant. Uh, Pretty clearly, supposed to be like a pregnant teen on the run from her her family who would not approve. Um, be fair, that's a reasonable fear about that time and part of the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is also she also at some point says Wisconsin is a real party state. Like once again, I don't know where people are getting this information. Right. What? I question the source yeah. of her information. Yeah, who are who is spreading these rumors about Wisconsin? Is it was is it the Wisconsin Tourism Board? I think it's Wisconsin. <laughs> trying to get people to visit wisconsin wisconsin is the state on reddit claiming that they like beat up a police officer or something like that wisconsin says yeah we listen we have a lot of cool stuff to do over here uh don't google any of it yeah we got so much cool stuff you can't even begin to google the cool (laughs) stuff yeah we we, you have to come here to learn the real shit they they won't tell you about that on the internet yeah we this is where alvin starts talking about yeah he, he has had a lot of kids apparently um yeah, what did like, he say? 14, 7 made it? Yeah, 14, 7 made it. That's just how it was back in the day, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's like, yeah, and me and my daughter Rose, uh, she also had kids, but uh, when she was away and had someone else watching the kids, there was a fire, and one of her boys got, like, badly burned. And so the state... Uh, Despite her having literally nothing to do with what happened, deemed her unfit for custody because of her disability and took uh, took her kids away. Yeah, this is one of two conversations in the movie that fucking wrecks me. Yeah, it is. It is like yeah, and then, like this whole thing is like if she is this this hitchhiker, you know, just like I, you know, I don't. They won't. They're they're gonna be mad at me, and I don't. You know, no one deserves. Like I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get as far away as possible. And Alvin's like, you know, you can't. You need a lot of help, and you need shelter and stuff, and you you know you don't want to be sitting out here with some mad old man, you know, who's on a fucking riding lawnmower roasting <laughs> weenies over a fire. You want like a warm bed and a roof. Yeah, maybe they'll be mad, but I don't think they'll be mad enough to kick you out. And so he's like, he, he kind of gives you the advice, like just give it a chance. Um, 
and she leaves. So he 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 he's been sleeping in this like uh, the 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 big part of the trailer is his bed basically you know a little alcove yeah. that he can crawl in there and fill with blankets. Oh, um, um, during their conversation though, he does uh, give the whole metaphor of family being like the equivalent to a bundle of sticks. Yes, can't break yeah, it if you right. have them together, but. And then yeah, and then when in the morning he sees that she has gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on the you know she left before he woke up, but he, he she she brought him a bundle of sticks. Next, all I can think of with see... that scene was apes together strong. <laughs> Next, uh, he is is riding down the road and a bunch of cyclists start whipping past him. <laughs> um, the editing on the scene they... is so good. Just... <laughs> Yeah, just trying to follow these cyclists, and they're just going too fast. Can't follow one. Um, and so, yeah, he uh, he he follows them. He, he he comes into their camp, and they're all clapping for him because like this weird old man in the lawnmower. They just think it's great, uh, and everyone, they're just talking about growing old and how much it sucks. And Alan's like, "Yeah, the worst of our growing old is that you'll remember when you're young." Yeah, fuck, dude. All, all of these cyclists are like youthful, uh, vital folks, and they're just asking him a bunch of stuff and then talking about that shit. Then the next one is the one that really stood out to me is like Lynchy and shit because he's driving down the road. Oh yeah, this thing! Oh again. my god! And then uh, he he see you, you hear a, a car's tires squeal and a thump and a crash. And you don't see what happened. You just see his reaction to it. And so he stops yeah. and, he, and, he gets, and he gets off his mower and walks over there. And we see a lady uh, has hit a deer. And he comes up and is like, can I uh, help you? And then she just starts ranting about, I, <laughs> I have to drive down this road every fucking day. And I try everything. I try honking my horn. I try sticking my head out of the window and yelling and banging on my fucking door and playing public enemy really loud. <laughs> and no matter what I do, I just keep hitting deer. I hit 13 deer in the seven days I've been driving on this road. I love deer. I have to drive on this road to get to work. And he's just staying there like, uh-uh. What? Huh? Hang on. And then she just, like, yeah, she just, like, gets to the car and just leaves. Yeah, noting that her car, like, the hood is bent up at this point now, too. Yeah. She's like, she's like, I love deer! And then just leaves. And he looks, he looks down at the deer and is like, well, it's dinner, I guess. I mean, like, yeah. waste not, want not. Like, that, that, that character, she's credited as deer woman. And <laughs> this is extremely, that, that vignette of just, like, arriving in a place... And interacting with a weirdo for a short amount of time, that's a very Lynchian thing. So, quick sidebar about the, you know, well, I may as well just eat this deer. So, when I used to work for AAA roadside assistance, I was one of the, I wasn't a dispatcher. I was the person that you talked to on the phone and took down all your info. And one day, we had three of us in the same office, one after the other, got calls from three separate cars that had all hit the same cow in the middle of the road. And when we found out it had happened, all of the women in the office, there was like all women and one guy at the time, all of us women were like, oh my god, poor cow. And the guy's reaction was, hey, free burgers. Jeez. Pre-tenderized. Hey, that's pretty much what he said, hey. too. So I did there, very much. another sequence. Yes? I, was, uh, I did very much expect it to like cut to him at a campfire, just with a 
big ol' haunch or something. Yep. He's got the haunch. He's he puts a fucking he, he puts the antlers on his on his trailer. Yeah. Uh and, he, and he's he's back on the road. Uh, there's a short sequence here where he uh he seeks he seeks shelter from a rainstorm. Uh this is one of those shots where I was very tense for no reason because the shot of this of the camera slowly coming around the corner of this barn uh he goes into. Yeah, oh my god. It's like Oh god, what's going to be behind that corner? Is it going to be like a dead body or something? Is it going to be that guy from Lost Highway? He's like have you seen that clip of it's like a there's like a bit in Lost Highway where Bill Pullman is at a party, and he there he's uh, this guy this fucking like Nosferatu looking motherfucker oh, walks up to him and is like he starts talking to him is like oh hey I'm, you know I'm already at your house and Bill Pullman's like what he's like I I'm already at your house. I'm sorry. And he, just, he just keeps saying that. And then it just cuts to Bill Pullman driving home with his wife and is like, the party was kind of weird. I mean, yeah. That is a shit that happens in David Lynch films. That, like, a weirdo will come up and say some shit and then leave. And you know what? That's just how, that's just how life is. That's okay. Sure. So and, uh, we, we after he's uh, you know he's he's into this barn seeing shelter from the rain. We cut to a burning house with a bunch of people watching it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and, and this is apparently a, a practice burn that the fire department is doing to do for training. And they're like, yeah, this yeah. Uh, this old place was a real eyesore, and uh, I'm glad they burned it down. I'm sure it couldn't be themes, but uh, Alvin is going down this hill, and his his brake his brake line snaps. You hear you hear you hear the, the harrowing scene. Yes, although it's pretty good because you see it from Alvin's perspective, and he looks like he's going 500 miles an hour, like it's making <laughs> okay, race car true. noises, and like literally the, the like when he comes to a stop, it's it plays like tires squealing. Uh, but then you see like the other's perspective; these these guys watching this 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 house burn, and he's going like 20 miles an hour. Which if is that, fast yeah. for a riding lawnmower, but comparatively to the the perspective that Alvin has, where he's just like blasting down this hill at 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 at, at speeds herefore unknown to man, <laughs> um, they're just like yeah, and so they run up to him. He is he is extremely shaken by this, um, and and you know when I was like, I'm, I'm, man, I'm glad uh, you, you, you that thing didn't flip over on you. And one of them, uh, a guy named Danny Reardon, who apparently worked for John Deere a while, uh, says like, "Yeah, you know, your your uh, your, your engine's all busted up. You, uh, you, it wasn't meant to haul that much weight, and going downhill with that, you know, it, it must have pushed it to its limits." Um, and he offers Alvin a, a place to stay. Uh, Alvin, you know, he's he's of the generation that has a lot of trouble accepting assistance from people uh like a common thing he's very stubborn so he's like yeah, i'll i'll stay in your yard yes i know you have a guest room but i'll just stay in your yard and later he like refuses he like he doesn't want to come into the house because you feel like he would be like encroaching or whatever yeah um, he pays them for like five minutes of using the phone too yes he's been yeah this is when he says he's been on the road for five fucking weeks yeah holy shit as he's telling everyone what he's been doing um, that's a long time. That's a lot of sausages. 
So as so he's Alvin is basically stuck there for a while. Uh, they got some some mechanics working on this thing. He's riding lawnmower to try to get back up and in, into shape. But Danny is obviously very worried about this old man traveling all the way to Mount Zion, Wisconsin, on a goddamn riding lawnmower. And he is like, he 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 he's talking to his wife, and he and he's just and he's just like. And geez, I, uh, you know, I, you know, the, the riding lawnmower, would probably, he goes down the hill like that, he probably won't, he probably won't be able to stop, or it'll flip over, and she's like, mm-hmm, he's like, and he's like, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a long way, it's, it's, it'll be, it'd be short for a drive, but for a riding lawnmower, it'll, it'll take him a really long time, and she's like, you know what, why don't you just go off her to give him a ride, because you got, you got such a kind heart, and you're clearly very worried. Yeah, this, I, so this he, was another very good conversation. <laughs> Yes, uh, and so he does. He goes out there. He's like, "Yeah." Uh, was is the is the phone conversation with Rose before or after this? Because at a certain point, uh, he has you know he has to pay for repairs on his riding lawnmower, and he calls Rose to get her to mail his social security check to where he's staying. Yeah, it's it's at the same time he's talking to her, and the husband and wife are having that conversation inside. Yes. So yeah, we, we get her we get Rose like stretching the phone cord out to grab a pen. And we just kinda hear her knocking a bunch of shit over. There's like a squeaky toy noise <laughs> at some point. I don't know what that is. Um, she got a dog while he was gone. She got lonely. Yeah. So she uh she eventually gets this thing and, and you know, just sends him the address and then she's like, it's good to hear from you, Dad. I uh I was worried about you because he clearly <laughs> Yeah, because obvious. Yeah, so Danny once once he comes to get the phone, sits down with them to to ask him. Uh, you know, I I would I would gladly drive you out to Mount Zion. I, I it would it would be literally no trouble for me. It's like half a day's trip. I'd be fine. But Alvin's like I you know, it's very kind of you, but I want to finish this how I started. You know, I made it this far, and I don't want to stop now. I don't want to like use. I don't want to give up, because I I feel like what it is like he is almost punishing himself for the way he treated yeah. uh, Lyle. Like he wants to make amends in a way that like he is he is sort of doing this his own way, not accepting anything uh, any shortcuts. Yeah, it feels almost he, like he a. Feels it feels almost like a combination of that and with everything his doctor was saying, almost like, I guess, sort of a last hurrah slash proving that he can actually do something. Yeah, definitely that. So, uh, you know, after Danny leaves, no, realizing there's no way he's going to convince this guy to, to get in his car. Um, he's just like, yeah, all right. You, you've, you've clearly made up your mind. <laughs> Uh, this other old guy, I believe probably like Danny's father or something, uh, walks up. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure he's ever named. Uh, there is a scene where these two old guy, you know, this other old guy drives up in his truck and they just talk for a bit and they're talking about going to the bar. Uh, and, and yeah. the other old guy, it's like, Hey, you want to, you want to come along with me? Uh, and you know, uh, Alvin apparently hasn't, hasn't, uh, drank for a very long time, which we'll learn why later. Uh, and yeah. in fact, very shortly here because they are, they're in this bar. Um, and they, yeah, they, second conversation just, that just fucking wrecked me. Yeah. So Alvin basically, you know, Alvin, uh, it came up at some point earlier 
that he had fought in World War II. Um, and this is kind of where that gets expanded upon because he's like, yeah, after the war, when I came back, I uh, I had a real alcohol problem because I just wanted to. I picked it. Up, I picked up the habit in France, <laughs> and then I kept going after I came home because I I, I wanted to forget things. And, and this eventually he he realizes, yeah, this other guy also fought in the war, and uh, eventually they just start talking about their experiences and the, like the 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 nightmarish stuff that happened. This guy tells a story about the, his. His all his buddies in a, in like the mess tent, getting ready for a hot meal, getting firebombed by a German plane, and uh, Alvin tells a story about accidentally killing a friendly scout uh, in in pure instinct mode as, as a sniper, and not telling anyone because they all assumed he had been taken out by a German sniper, but he knew the truth. Just just some real rough shit here. Yeah, uh, and, and the, with these the two. whole back half of the conversation even is just. The older I get, the younger they feel. Or I forget yes. exactly how he worded it, but yeah, all of his dead friends. They, uh, they in his memory, they all still are young. No, yeah, that was and it. The older all... I get, the more years they've lost. Yeah, and they they're also talking about like yeah, towards the end, all of the Germans we were shooting. He's he's like they were all just moon faced boys, just like uh, younger than even they were at the time. So he. After that, we get a more lighthearted scene with these two fucking twins. Oh my god! Working on this lawnmower, and this one of them says, "Yeah, you said that this wouldn't work, but guess what? It did work." And the other guy is <laughs> just like clearly very mad. Fun very fact, mad at him. Yeah. This was gonna be three brothers at one point in the development of the movie. Oh my god! Uh, these guys are Chris Farley's brothers, and he was going to also be in the scene. No! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he passed away before they could make it happen. Fuck. But yeah, Chris Farley oh was supposed to be in this scene also. Oh, man. I did notice that they were named Farley. I didn't know if there was any relation, though. Um, yeah. So yeah, these two, these two guys, they're, the, yeah, there's the other, the other guy, he's got like, he's like, what is he, what is that on his face? He's got like a bandage or something. Yeah, he's like just got, under the, it. throughout the whole scene, he's just got a big bandage on his lower jaw. And there's like a metal thing under it. I can't tell what it is. But anyway, he is he's clearly very pissed about this and just like stands there glaring at his brother. Um while he's like, Can you get the goddamn mower attachment off? And he just storms over there and just pig- drags it over himself. Uh and then Alvin starts haggling with them. Because they want to do like what, three three hundred and eighty or something. something uh like that. but Alvin and then Alvin, you know, Alvin is an expert haggler. He's like, you know, you put these new tires on, but they don't look that new. Oh, we got those, um, what, was, what does he say? We got those refurbished. They're good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but they aren't, like, new, new. So adjust that down. And also, <laughs> the service was questionable. You spent most of the time bickering and arguing. But he, end, uh, he ends here with, uh, with, with saying, like, listen, you two... You know, when you got a brother so close to your age, you should definitely, like, there's no one who, who knows you better. They might even know you better than yourself. And just just, just uh, leave, leaves these two bumbling mechanic uh, twins with, with, a, with a, a, little, a little nugget of wisdom from his own personal experiences. So he's back on the road. He thanks Danny. 
And uh, another thing that surely uh, doesn't mean shit and isn't thematic, he camps out next to a graveyard. Yeah, oh my god, this scene also just fucked me up with As he gets closer what it is. To, uh, to Mount Zion, he's, he's camping out next to his graveyard, and the priest who watches over the graveyard uh, walks up, uh, talks to uh, Alvin about uh, all sorts of stuff, and then eventually the topic of Lyle comes up, and, and the priest knows him. He apparently came in after his stroke to to talk to him, um, and we 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 kind of get a little more detail about what happened between Lyle and Alvin, but not we don't we don't know what the cause was. Yeah, we just know that it's like liquor, anger, and vanity, and you know you get two brothers who haven't talked to each other for ten years because they were extremely close when they grew up. They were as close as brothers can be, but something happened. Um, and, and even Alvin's like, whatever came between us, it doesn't matter now. Like, I just want to make, I just want to make amends before we're both gone. (sighs) This is where, um, I will say in the discord, uh, Casey mentioned throughout the whole back half of the movie, she was sure that he was going to get there and Lyle was going to be dead. And like starting at this scene, I am like, as soon as I saw him camping out in the graveyard, I was like, Oh God, he's going to get there. And Lyle already died. That is definitely something that would happen in the hands of a director who is more cynical. Uh, yeah. David Lynch, however, is not is not really a cynical man. You know, despite how bizarre and dreamlike and, and often terrifying his movies are, uh, I believe that Lynch really does kind of believe in, in, in the human spirit and whatnot. I feel that would have been low um, even for Disney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The guy who made Up definitely would have done that. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so he's, he's on his way, and he t- stops in. Uh, he's he's now like in the town that his brother's in. He stops in for his first beer in a very long time. Oh yeah! And he's like, "What does a Miller Lite taste like?" And the bartender's like, uh, "Miller Lite." Of all the beers, that if you were gonna break your fast, of all the beers. <laughs> Yeah, Miller Lite. I mean, it makes sense. He's a Midwest boy. He's not gonna drink any anything like you know imported or any any anything that you know has anything any good flavor in it. <laughs> Just a Miller Lite, and you know what? He loves it. He's like, it tastes good. It tastes refreshing. All right, power to you. It is, gets, in fact, uh, Miller time. It is Miller time. Uh-huh. Uh, and he gets directions to Lyle's house, and so he's he's driving down there. He turns down this road, and his mower dies. Because of course it does. <laughs> Which, and we have almost, we have like no dialogue from the bar yes. until like he gets to Lyle's house. Yeah, there are a very long stretch of this movie with no dialogue. So he, he, the mower dies and he just like, he just sits there completely <laughs> defeated. He was almost there and his mower just broke down right before he could arrive. But a, a, a tractor, a guy on a tractor drives by notices his issue and and uh decides he, he says uh, he, he tows him there he he uh he he manages to get alvin where he needs to go um and he steps out of there and 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 walks up to al uh to lyle's house and call calls out for me yeah, there's a there's a moment where there's no there's no answer there's no response and, and you think oh god has he already died i was then, i was uh, sure of it in, the, in that moment too oh my god then you hear Herodine saying and go, Alvin! And uh, he walks out of the front door. He is using a walker, uh, which is like, you know, that's 
the the thing that Alvin rejected. Yeah. Because he wanted to do use two canes because he felt like it would, it would make him look less frail. Uh, Lyle uh, has accepted. He's like, I will. Use, uh, yeah, sure, I'll use a walker. Um, and there's there's just like there's very little dialogue uh, here. Lyle just asks, uh, you know, I want to have a seat, and they sit down. And he's, he he notices the fucking riding mower. He's like, "Did you come all the way on that?" He's like, "Yes, I, I sure did, Lyle." And the the, the film ends. They both just sort of they, they look up at the stars, which is the thing that uh, Alvin talked about them doing a lot as kids. <sighs> that's the end. Yeah. One other thing I found interesting about this movie is after this, because of this movie, um, who was it? Richard Farnsworth actually held the record for the oldest person to be nominated for a Best Actor Oscar until this year. Oh, yeah, until... Sir Anthony Hopkins yeah. this year. Wow. How old was he when he uh, was in this? Because I bet he might have been older than uh, Alvin uh, was, because Alvin is seven. He was nominated for uh, 79. To- Okay, According yeah, to IMDb, he's, he's... he was like the same age while they were filming. He was like the same age, yeah, as the real Alvin. So yeah, like that is it's a it's a very it's a it's a movie that I would definitely recommend watching at least once. Like it, I don't think you know a lot of Lynch's work. I bet you can rewatch. Like I I I I will I this this October I really want to dip in and watch. You know I'm gonna watch Mulholland Drive and Lost Highway and Eraserhead and all that stuff. Um, and I bet those are movies that you can get a lot out of on rewatching, but this movie is like, I respect it a lot and I think it is quite good and there are some extremely good performances in it. It is not one that I necessarily need to rewatch a lot. Yeah. And that's fine. Some movies aren't like that. Yeah. Some movies it's like you watch it once. You're like, okay, that was good, but I'm never going to like willingly sit down and be like, you know what? I'm going to watch the straight story tonight. Yeah. And uh, unless I am really tired and need something in the background, <laughs> just something yeah. very chill. Meanwhile, I've watched, you know, Into the Spider Verse like six times or something. I still haven't seen that yeah. whole movie. Oh, oh it's so good though. Watch Into the Spider Verse sometime. Into the Spider Verse is like great. The, the parts I saw were good. Spider-Man I went to go visit my brother and sister, and my nephew had it on, so I saw bits and pieces of it. But then when I went back to go and watch it, it was taken off of Netflix. Oh, yeah, they did get rid of it. Right. They? So now I'm like waiting for it to stream on one of the other services I have, and then I'll watch it. Um, it's, uh, it's got yeah, Nick Cage. It sure does. Oh, yeah. Like, I know it's got a bunch of good actors. And it's got Mashal Ali in it. Yeah. Um, fucking Lee Schraber is the, is the funniest kingpin ever. It's not about the money, Spider-Man. Oh, my God. Ugh. I did like how they had... Okay, Bob okay, Bob we, can't, we can't. Kill that guy. Um, yeah, we, we, this is not a Spider-Verse podcast, maybe. even though maybe it should be. Right. Um, but yeah, that's a straight story. Uh, I didn't, I, I, I forgot that it was, you know, it makes sense that it was 99. I, I forgot because that, that, that's, uh, what Mulholland Drive was like, oh, four or something. I don't know that so, something this that, calm or like this kind of like laid back and simple would necessarily go well over today unless it was like an indie movie, like yeah. Moonrise Kingdom or something like that. There is no space uh, for Disney to publish or, or, or distribute something like this anymore. Disney is in the business of gigantic, sprawling blockbusters. Um, and and yeah, remakes. This is only... The, yeah, and uh, horrifying live-action remakes. Yep. The, um, yeah, the only place this could exist... Yeah, this would be like a Netflix movie today. This would be like a... Like a, yeah. Like a Roma uh, from a couple of years back. 
So we have questions. Do we have anything on Twitter? Oh, oh, we did get one on Twitter. One sec. Let me get that pulled up. Yeah, you take the Twitter. I'll take the, the Discord questions. There we go. Desmond Marsh at Pidmon. Uh, what do you think Disney's first straight character next month will be defined by? <laughs> Wait, what was the question? Stephen was breaking up again. What do you think Disney's first straight character next month will be oh, defined God. by? Are we not counting all the other uh, straight characters that have been coming out over the past couple of years? What you know, they're gonna make a big deal about it. God. <laughs> God. Disney's first straight character. It's gonna be a cowboy. I mean, a good old boy. I mean yes. I mean realistically, yeah, probably. It's gonna be a cowboy. Like and it was there the what was it? There was oh yeah, it was the latest Disney's first gay character was Jungle Cruise. That's right. Oh, is that the newest one? Oh, did they end that one? And too? yet again, they didn't. Yeah, yet again, they didn't actually <laughs> say anything. Jesus. Or the uh, same in Cruella. Already. Like they're they're literally going to do that every single time. It's like you realize people keep track of this, right? Um, like it's it's like it gets funnier every single. How time. many first gay characters are we up to at this point? Let's see, because there's the um, fucking Cyclops, the Cyclops cop from Onward. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's the Foo from the Disney Beauty and the Beast remake. Yep. Technically. There's the, um, there's the fashion designer from Cruella. Right. Okay. And there's this guy in Jungle Cruise. So we're like four now? I think we're at four. There might be one. Uh, there's uh, the fucking cameo from one of the guys uh, who directed Avengers Endgame. And a couple in the where he plays movie. the guy. Yes. Where he plays a guy whose husband got uh, oh, right. exploded by the Thanos snap. Aww. That was one of the fucking directors, and he put himself in there as the, like, we have a gay character. Here's this one guy in one scene who has one line. Bury your name. And look, see? See, Captain America's there's, fine with uh, there's the There's the, the <sighs> two women who kiss very far in the background in Rise of Skywalker. Jeez. I mean, are we They're... still counting Elsa? No. Okay. <laughs> No, they haven't. Yeah, even though they probably should have been, but no. There were two old women in Luca. They're in. They're in a lot of background shots. I don't remember them even having any dialogue. Yeah, so it's all just like it's so yeah. Like we uh, we're up we're up to quite a few, and they just they'll just keep them coming at a certain point. Like. Uh, you're gonna see the Marvel's first gay character, Ant Man's uncle, who never actually shows up. Oh my god! But they talk about him. He's seen in a photograph in the background with his partner, <laughs> but it's really blurry and out of focus, so you That's have to really, zoom in. Like, there really we go. Tell it's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, so, yeah, that's that, it. That's what their first straight <laughs> character will be. Disney's first straight character is gonna be a, a cowboy uh, who talks about nothing but fucking his wife. Yep. <laughs> Has he mentioned that he's heterosexual today? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, questions on Discord here. Deep Sea asks If you had to travel via an unconventional vehicle, what would you choose to travel by and why? My immediate thought was Segway, but that would be awful. Christ. My immediate thought was Razor Scooter followed by Segway. Segway. <laughs> like. It depends. Uh, the length of this trip, I would not. No, um, no. Oh, but like, if I had to travel by un- unconventional vehicle, hmm, bumper six car. Six weeks. Ooh. Bumper car. Yeah. There we go. Uh, six weeks on a pocket bike. 
See, the reason I was thinking Good Razor God. Scooter is because you've got built-in self-defense there. Because if you have ever taken one of those to the ankle. Oh, nope. yeah. Just, just you know, mountain lion tries to come at you, just hit it and just slap it across the <laughs> face of that Razor Grab Scooter. Grab the handlebars whip that sucker around. Yep. Yeah, bumper car would be pretty funny. Uh, My only stipulation would have to get it to work. It would have to be like big enough that I could actually ram other cars out of my way. That is my rule. Yes, like yeah. a big bumper car with, cat- with like a just... what do they call them? The cattle catcher on the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, a Pinewood Derby car. Oh my god! Somehow, just... I don't know what happens if you run out of hills. <laughs> Leg day. <laughs> oh god, Flint, you got to Flintstones it. Yep, there we or go. Or if we have another winner like we did earlier this year, Stephen bobsled. Oh, they... no, 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 oh, dog sled, dog sled. <laughs> Traveling by luge. <gasps> oh my God! Six weeks on just a uh, sled pulled by dog. Wait, that actually happens in snowy areas. Yeah, that's that's just that that's just normal. That's just normal up there. That is not entirely unconventional. It would be unconventional to do that in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what you do is you train your dogs to run across corn, like the tops of the corn plants. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Casey asks, what auteur director would you want to see tackle a Disney movie reimagining if you were held at gunpoint, of course? Because, yes, I would, ne- I would never suffer anyone to work for Disney. Right. <laughs> I, know of several ca- we, I know of several cases of people who have done that and hated it. Edgar Wright fucking hated working on Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. He, uh, he left in the middle of it to, because like Disney wouldn't allow him to do his shit. Yeah, no, um, I would I would not really wish them, this on him because it would destroy him, but Hideaki Anno making a version of I think he Inspector might destroy Gadget. Disney. That's actually a good point. I think he might point. destroy Disney. Like, I, I feel like Hideaki <laughs> Anno is so done with shit that I don't think Disney could do anything to him. But yeah, Shin Inspector Gadget would be extremely funny. <laughs> Maximum body horror Inspector yeah. Gadget. Yeah, right. I would just want to find um, the most obnoxious and insufferable director I could and put them with Disney and tell them you guys cannot part ways until this movie comes. I know, right? Just, just watch the carnage. <gasps> what was it? Christopher Nolan. Yes. Oh, no, Wes Anderson. <laughs> I, had to, I had to look up, because I'm bad at remembering who does what, I had to right. look up a list of auteurs, and yeah. they had Michael Bay I mean, in there, which I guess, sure. He, it's true. Listen, auteur theory... Is kind of bullshit a lot of times. It's true for Michael Bay, though. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bay, every Michael Bay movie is extremely distinctly Michael Bay. That's if it has okay. Um, yeah, that is true. There's like a 99% chance it's Michael Bay. Yes. Like, or if even like, Armageddon, as much even Armageddon, as much as Armageddon. I still love that movie, that is very Michael Bay. Dude, I love Armageddon. It's all. You're talking Bruce Willis Armageddon, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Love I think he has made he has made movies that are that are fairly alright. He also made all of the Transformers movies. Uh, he literally directed is, a robotic uh, car peeing on another one. Yep. Oh, he gave one um, of them like big wrecking ball yeah, big balls. Big fat yep. balls. And then he had John Turturro say he was right below the enemy scrotum. Beloved character actor John Turturro. Yep. <laughs> they really dragged um, that man into that series, didn't they? Uh, as for me. Uh, David Cronenberg. Oh God, no! I want uh, I want Disney. I want him to make like a what is the what could he do? What could a, a live action remake that David Cronenberg could do? Oh, oh dear, um, Bambi. Oh man, no! I need something. We got that. We need like maximum 
potential for body horror. I guess uh, they already made a Beauty and the Beast remake. Uh, that yeah, that's fun. where I was like going to go see. with it. Could also do live-action Treasure Planet with all the aliens. Yeah, but like, imagine mm. a version of Beauty and the Beast where all of the people who got turned into like candlesticks and shit still had flesh bits. On them. Like no, no, ew, God. Uh, that's what I would want. I want, I want David Cronenberg to to do some fucked up shit. You can be uh, my guest Disney to characters. fuck right off with that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I would want. Yeah, like the there was you know there's also uh, Gareth Edwards re- like retired from filmmaking after Rogue One because he hated making it. Um, <laughs> like there's there's a long string. I think one of the few directors who could be called like an like an artistic auteur figure who stuck around was uh, Taika Waititi because he is he is still directing that new Thor movie. Oh, okay, yeah. He is still there, uh, but that's he's like the he's like the exception to the rule. I feel, and that's I think because Taika Waititi seems like he can go with the flow a bit more. Yeah, and also at that point, I think maybe they realize that they should stop being such hard asses. Because uh, oh, there was another oh, uh, Lord and Miller was another example. Uh, they fired them from the solo movie because they were making it too funny. Oh, oh no, we wouldn't Which, want that. I don't know why you hire lord and miller to make a movie if you don't want it to be funny i mean solo i haven't i still haven't to this day have not seen solo but that feels like uh, it should be waste. at least half comedy i didn't think solo was horrible i did see that one yeah but like it, I, I would much rather see the lord and miller version of solo than the yeah. half lord and miller half ron howard version of Solo. <laughs> my favorite part of Y'all... Solo was the uh the cameo at the end which i will not spoil in case steven ever sees it i mean i will at some yeah. point for this at least um Y'all, can oh, we Christ. imagine M. Night Shyamalan doing a Disney movie? I tr- was so tempted I like to say M. Night one, didn't he? I wanted to say Shyamalan, I don't know, but I was probably. like, no, I, even I wouldn't do that to Disney. <laughs> Although, like, I mean, I did oh, say I find the most insufferable director and put him with Disney. I guess, I guess, maybe, you know, he did Last Airbender, but I don't know if he ever did there is, uh, there, oh, God, there is did. no movie in Bossing Say. <laughs> and finally. There is one Avatar movie that exists and it involves giant blue aliens. That one's not too good either, but it is better than better than the movie that are they still making? Are they still making sequels to that? Somehow, yes. Seriously, I keep hearing that it's going to happen, but I don't. A movie that like no, there. I don't know anyone who has any emotion attached to Avatar stronger than eh. And no, yet, I, I mean, honestly don't even remember park. half the shit that, or three quarters of the shit that happened in that movie. I just don't. I rewatched yeah, like it a while back, and I think I hate it. It's not like it is. It is at best like a six out of ten movie that coasted on its visual effects, and yet we're getting six sequels. There's a fucking theme park of it for some reason. Six is. I think it. we're getting we're getting like three, which is still well, too many. I remember seeing it in the theater. One, I saw it with my family in the theater, I, so I remember going to see it. But I also just remember like the kind of subtle checking your watch, like how much longer do we have of this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I fully believe that David Cameron or, or James Cameron is pranking Disney. James Cameron point. is incapable of making a movie that's under three hours. Absolutely. The only movie yeah, I will uh, sit through that is that movie. long is the Lord of the Rings movies. That's not James Cameron. That's Peter Oh, Jackson. I know, but I'm saying any three hour movie, period, I won't oh, sit okay. through unless it's yeah. Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, you should those... give Cloud Atlas a shot, though. No. Oh, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch the Tom Hanks Yellow Face movie. There, oh. Okay, yeah, there is definitely a lot of that. Oh dear. 
<laughs> it was too much of that. Oh. Go on. All right, last one here, and uh, Elsa from Deep Sea. If you were to make a film funded by Disney, what would you make? Presuming that this is Disney giving me a blank check okay. and not interfering, yeah. I know exactly what I would do. I would remake The Country Bears yeah. with the, like... <laughs> but I would do it with, like, actual sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Okay. I would give Fred Betterhead a crippling addiction to quaaludes. Oh, my God. Okay, that I would watch. <laughs> that is what I would do. Um, I would um scoop up all of the like good sequel ideas for their lesser known movies that didn't get to happen because the movies didn't do well, and try to make those happen. So like, how Live we almost remakes of all of the straight to DVD. Yes. Sequels. Oh jeez. Actually, no. Find see if we can make one movie that somehow bankrupts Disney. <laughs> just to oh, see what shit. that would end up being. The, we gotta producers it. There we go. We gotta make the worst movie in the fucking world <laughs> to to just like tank Disney. <sighs> honestly, Hopefully I say it that go exactly like the producers. Honestly, <laughs> I say that, but the world's... yeah, no, exactly. I'm sure Disney would find some way to spin it into a success. <sighs> I would remake Million Dollar Duck. <laughs> what, what, would, what would be the spin? What was, what's the light? What's the thing to, to improve? Million dollars. She's just doing this to it, save the applesauce. Million fucking applesauce. I, it will kill me, but she will still fuck up the applesauce. But no, million dollar duck, either anime style or in space. Ooh, both of those <laughs> on a space station. That's pretty good. I would like <laughs> Studio Ghibli's million dollar Dude, duck. Yes. yes! <laughs> Getting high on Miyazaki out of retirement for the fifth time. Oh my god! To I would dollar duck. The only problem with that is I would be apologizing to Miyazaki so many times during production. <laughs> I wouldn't. Miyazaki, great artist. He seems like kind of a prick, but you know, many great artists are. Yeah, I mean, he could back he, didn't he walk out of like his son's first movie or something? Yes, like that? he keeps insulting his son's movies. <laughs> Damn, just imagine if your dad was Hayao Miyazaki and he says your movies suck right. shit. I know. I wouldn't be able to come back from that. No. Well, all right, I'm done. Bye. Yep. Never yep. moving again. All right, so that that's questions. Plugs are next, of course, before we reveal the next thing, which I'm f- frightened of because Steven is posting things behind spoiler tags that I'm not supposed to read. Oh, are we allowed to click those yet? No, <laughs> not yet. Presumably, I don't know when. It's a, it's a, it's it's the fucking sword of Damocles hanging over right. our heads. Um, I'm there. You can find me at Dragon Smooch on Twitter. Uh, you can find my podcast about Shira, which is in its final stages. By the time this comes out, our last uh, real episode might come out, uh, and we're working on our our tabletop one shot with the fine folks over at Strangers Fiction. That's at Podcast of Power. Uh, you can find our next project, the uh, the Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast, where we do uh, a thing no sane human should ever do and uh, <laughs> analyze that game as a holistic text. Uh, nine years of continuous story written that by was it. Okay. people. That's over at Radio Free Heidelin on Twitter. Uh, don't worry how to... If you can't find it, you probably spelled Heidelin wrong. Uh, it, it's uh, <laughs> H-Y-D-A-E-L-Y-N. And I haven't recorded this yet, 
But I know it's happening. I also have another new project in the works Ooh. with co-host of Pot of Greed, Audrey. I will be doing with her a non-chronological Transformers podcast where we skip around and, oh, and shit. watch different bits of that franchise to see how it has evolved and how different things uh, introduce different things. That will be called Prime Cuts, and that will be starting ah. very shortly. Ah, that's a very good name. I would go as far as to say that is optimum on Prime. Thank you. Uh, It's a a very good one. Yeah, that'll be starting up shortly as well. We will be starting with the the 2001 uh, 2 series Transformers Armada, uh, which is both of our introductions to the franchise. It's one of the anime ones. Nice. Okay. (laughs) That's that's where I'm at. (sighs) I'm Steven. Again, uh, I have a dad joke page i remember to post on sometimes called at dad underscore tastic um you can find my regular twitter at marshmallow it's spelled like marshmallow but my name is in it uh you can find the disney minus twitter at disney minus pod that's all i got uh and again i'm cat you can find me on random discord servers including this one under my tag zura um you can also find me on off weeks for disney minus where we are doing the kingdom hearts podcast with steven where we are currently going through kingdom hearts 2 and I am actually being nice to Riku. Yeah. So far. People have been called Is he still a people bitch, have been called shit bitch, but so far Riku has not been on that list. Yeah, I feel like there's other from what I know about Kingdom Hearts 2, there are other guys who can who can come in to take that label. Yeah, so uh so far we're still in the prologue, but we have agreed I think that Cypher is the new shit bitch because it's Cypher. Yep. But so far yeah. Riku is innocent. I am even willing to slightly walk back some, not all, but some of my previous shit bitch (laughs) accusations. Aww. Some. You're coming around on my boy. Not all. (laughs) Just some. You got got like ten games to go. Don't worry. Right? (laughs) Now my question is, is Dadariku a shit bitch? That oh, we haven't gotten there. To you for like, I haven't gotten there yet. That remains to be seen. Yeah, that won't that <laughs> won't mean shit to you for like three years. It's Riku. They put shit bitch in him. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, motherfucker. What's the what's the next <laughs> what movie? Are you doing? Okay, what are you inflicting on us? Okay, for absolutely no reason at all, I decided I wanted to do something nice, and give y'all a good movie. But I was also torn between a few different options, so I. I took it to democracy and put a poll up on my own Twitter so that y'all wouldn't see it and had the the people vote. They disappointed me and came to a tie, so I will let you choose between Homeward Bound and Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. <laughs> okay, Monsters, Inc. I don't know Inc. what it Homeward is. Bound even is. Oh, you, did, oh, you never saw Homeward Bound? You mean The Incredible Journey? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, there's, there's the original Incredible Journey from, like, the 60s, and then that got remade into Homeward Bound in like the 90s where the only difference is that it's not in Canada and the animals talk. I like the one with the talking That's animals, right. but I'm not also Yeah, I love me a talking a dog scene movie. in that that traumatized me as a kid and still does, so I'm going to stay with Monsters Inc for right now. Yeah, Bear. Monsters Inc, I want I want I want to hear the dulcet tones of uh Put the thing back where it came from or so help me. So help me. <laughs> what is Billy Oh, Crystal. Billy Crystal, that was yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, we will uh, be doing Monsters Inc. next time. I'm down with Two it. weeks. Mm-hmm. So until then, remember, you can always accept help from others and also fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. <laughs> you, you can accept help from others to fuck Disney. Wait, that sounds 
No, no. That sounds dirty. Never no, mind. No, no, that's accurate. No one's accept help from others. Never accept anything from Disney. Yeah, there we go. There Don't we trust go. Trust that mouse. <laughs>